The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Success Happens. It is fabulous to be here with you today, and wow, am I lit up. I mean, there is some stuff going on that have just, has literally just come to my attention within the past, certainly 18 hours, but even within the last hour, some research I've done. So I'm going to try and give you all of this information. And I called upon my dear friend, Peter Husey, to fill in the blanks and help us really understand what's been going on. But I want to give you some background. Last year, there were dozens, let's say, of incidents where supply chain facilities were destroyed. Happens, right? Fires happen. Things happen in the normal course of life. This year, as of, I believe it's April, but the data, the data isn't going to be exact, so forgive me on that, but you'll get the gist of it. Almost 99 Almost 100 incidents of destruction of facilities for supply uh, food, uh, distribution, manufacturing across the United States. This is shocking. It's also we also know what's happening in London. I've reported on that. It's happened in Paris, in Europe. So there is an attack on the food supply. Make no mistake. So the first thing I want to start this with is we are at war. Now, they may not want us to say that. They may not want us to infer that. They may not want us to get you afraid. And I get that. There's something to be responsible for, that we're not making people panic. So I'm not asking you to panic. I'm asking you to be mindful and purposeful in what you do and how you do it. One, so that you're not wasting food right now. Two, that you're buying what you need and and extra to supply and backfill should you need it. We must be prepared. Now, this whole thing of she's a prepper, you know, that I'm, I don't know if people accuse me of that. They certainly haven't to my face. I don't consider myself a prepper, but I am a Girl Scout. And when I was a Girl Scout, I was taught always to be prepared. So we are in a time when, and it's happened over centuries, when people in power want to control the masses, one of their go-to standard operating procedures is to shut down the food supply. Shut down food and you starve people to death. It's happened many, many, many times in history. But I think we've lived in U.S. like, that can't happen here. We're the United States of America. We're a democracy. Well, guess what, girlfriend? It can happen here, and it is happening here, and we need to stop it from happening here any further. Now, I don't know what that looks like, but I I will tell you I've called uh, and and brought my concerns to the sheriff and other law enforcement. We must be mindful, and I know the sheriff is, is involved with the Farm Bureau, so he is already, you know, tending to that flock, if you will. But if we are not operating like we're at war and they're trying to kill us because it's see it's one thing to say they're trying to destroy our country (laughs) i think they've already managed that you know that's done they're trying to destroy what was great two years ago and they knew the only way they could take down trump was to destroy his economy 
Here you have it. It's so predictable. It's disgusting. But now what's happening is they're trying to destroy you and me. Let that sink in. We are at war. And I was asking, asking my dad earlier, I said, what does lawfare mean? What does lawfare mean? He said, well, it's using the law for war. He said, I don't know for sure if that's what it is, but that's what I'd say it is. I thought that's a really good answer. Like using the systems that we've created against we the people. So I want you to be shocked right now. I want you to be in action and I want you to be prepared because this is going to be a rocking show. And I, uh, I want to give you some information because I've just unearthed some stuff. So CF Industries is the primary supplier in the world of fertilizer. We've talked about it here that fertilizer costs have gone up 400%. I think we, we discussed, uh, we've discussed it with the Farm Bureau, Colby, who I did reach out to, but I, I'm sure it was too short notice and he, he didn't, hasn't responded yet. But we're going to keep on this, guys, all right, long past the election. But this is where elections have consequences, and we are going to talk about that today as well. Union Pacific, which is the railroad company, curtails fertilizer shipments, delaying deliveries, and preventing new rail orders from being taken. Now, what that means is this is an orchestrated effort by somebody who shut down the transportation system access for one of the most critical products that supplies and ensures that we have good food. Quote, the timing of this action by Union Pacific could not come at a worse time for farmers, said Tony Will, president and chief executive officer of CF Industries Holdings. Now, I want you to know I'm getting this from Corporate Communications, April 14, 2022. So this goes back a couple months. Why have we not heard about this? Why has the fake news not covered it? I don't know about you, but I'm furious. On Friday, April 8, 2022, Union Pacific informed CF Industries without advance notice that it was mandating certain shippers, certain shippers, to reduce the volume of private cars on its railroad effective immediately. The company was told to reduce its shipments by nearly 20%. CF Industries believes it will still be able to fulfill delivery of product already contracted for rail shipment to UP destinations. However, UP has told the company that noncompliance will result in the embargo of its facilities by the railroad. If this is an H, I can't say it on here. If this is not a holy cow, I'll be nice. I don't know what is. CF Industries may not have available shipping capacity to take new rail orders involving UP rail lines to meet late season demand for fertilizer. So the point is, there was a railroad mandate issued. Now, where do mandates come from? They come from the government. And it was done by Biden and his comrades. I am fit to be tied. How dare they try and destroy you and me so they can control us like puppets? Because people do anything when they're hungry or they've got to feed their child. Like evidenced by the young lady last week who talked about driving from state to state trying to get baby formula. We're going to talk about We're going to follow the money in just a minute, okay? But what I know is 
from my brief research this morning is CF Industries, the largest supplier of fertilizer worldwide, was sold to Mosaic Company. And Mosaic Company is owned by BlackRock, has CNN money, and it's the deep state in there. So if you don't think that they're trying to get you, wake up, girlfriend, because they are. And I am so upset about this right now. And we're going to make sure that action is taken because we have to take control of our country back. And it starts with our food supply. I'd like to bring on Peter Husey, who is with the Hoover. He's a fellow with Hoover Institute and a good friend. And Peter, I just first of all want to thank you for taking my call this morning, for letting me interrupt your day to have you come on and talk about this because... You know the players, and you know where the money is. And when we follow the money, we follow the control and power. And this is disgusting what's happening, and it's evil. So would you please give us some background, if you would, on BlackRock and Vanguard and their influence from China and how this is impacting our food supply? Can we tie that together? Uh, Thank you for inviting me on, Jennifer. Um, let me give back up a little bit. Uh, the extent to which China invests in this country and private equity like BlackRock invests in Chinese companies is enormous when you look at it historically. Go all the way back to 1981. The USSR, the Soviet Union, entire foreign exchange expenditures every year was $48 billion. What did they take in in terms of cash? $32 billion. That's in the, the single-digit billions, okay, in the tens. And the difference they made up by borrowing money from Western banks, and during the period of detente and peaceful coexistence, the banks would do it. And at concessionary levels, like at 1% loan rates, crazy rates. And the Reagan administration shut that all down, which is one of the reasons the Soviet economy didn't do well, and eventually uh, Gorbachev had to cry uncle. China is a horse, total horse of a different color, okay? China invests in this country total, they raise about $1.4 trillion a year, which they desperately need to prop up their currency, uh, because if their currency isn't propped up, it becomes, their export prices would dramatically increase, and they lose their trade advantage. So they use hard currency uh, to prop, to actually buy their own currency all over the world. What that means is that in places like BlackRock, which is a big hedge fund, the people that run it are perfectly not only happy to invest in China and raise money for China here, as well as have Chinese money invested here in the U.S. economy. They're not only happy to do it, they extol how wonderful it is because of the the cooperation and the friendship and so forth, they don't tell you about the fact that they make an enormous amount of money doing this, okay? I mean, I'm talking about these hedge funds have trillions, hundreds of billions, sometimes trillions of dollars under management, okay? So it dwarfs anything historically. You know, the United States had investments in Japan. We had investments in Germany um, prior to World War II, but nowhere near the nature here. And if, if people want to look at something seriously about what China's up to, there was a commission created in Congress nearly 40 years ago called the U.S.-China Commission. And every two years, they go through every major aspect of China-U.S. relations 
and they lay out the facts. And it was, believe it or not, Senator Robert Byrd was one of the big pushers of this, among other people, and my friend Roger Robinson, who basically took down the Soviet Union during the Reagan administration from his perch at the National Security Council, he and Norm Bailey, because they went after Russia's money. He was chairman of that commission for years. They've done extraordinary work, and they came out a report last year, and they will be coming out with another report in 2023. And what you have is, for example, Smithfield Ham bought by China. Uh, biggest pig, pig producer in China bought Smithfield Ham. And as you know, all of this is interrelated to China buying millions of acres of agricultural land. Here in U.S.? Okay. In the U.S. Now, I'll give you an example. In a country like um, where Caterpillar is in Illinois, Caterpillar has 29 facilities in China which build Caterpillar products, big machinery. And to do that in America, the competition is just huge. But the way the Chinese trade deals are that we don't put tariffs on the Chinese products coming back here, which are basically building Caterpillar equipment in China and undercutting America. So those factories are gone, okay? And so we've given the Chinese, since Nixon went over there and made a, you know, shook the hands of Mao Zedong, gradually over time we have had massive connections between, including giving Chinese uh, government agencies huge amounts of money, which is just like Mr. Fauci gives money to Chinese research labs because they want to get in on the Chinese market. And that's what it is. It's not that, uh, that Fauci said recently that, oh, well, China does such great research. Yeah, such great research. They just killed a million Americans through the pandemic because they got sloppy or they did it on purpose. You, you take your pick. I, there's no... They're not going to tell us one way or the other. So when I was in the Interior Department, we went to China to help them learn how to mine coal, which was their biggest source of energy, and they were terrible at it, particularly environmentally. And we asked them, what do you do about mine safety? What do you do when there's a mine explosion? And they looked at us like, what? They don't do anything. This was 1979. Okay? So they let their people just simply die. Okay? And when you look at China in terms of its environmental regulations, its health and safety regulations, its labor regulations, they're non-existent. Okay. So let's go so back to something. I want to so bring us back. We're competing against a very vicious group of folks who want to bring us down. And what better way to bring us down than a country that has spent 8% of our take-home income on food traditionally, which is a third of what it is in Europe, and even less than what it is, much, much less than what it is in Asia. What a way to harm our economy and our civil society, which is what you're getting at, and dramatically increase the price of food and decrease its availability. Now, I, the Chinese don't send us a note saying, hey, by the way, this is what we're going to do. But as you pointed out, the number of agriculture facilities and entities that have had supply problems and so forth. And I, I was reading about the... Well, they've been destroyed. They, they're just, they're intentionally targeting our food supply, manufacturing, well, production, look, distribution. Because of the supply chain problems, the same with truckers, they've been told in terms of what you can pick up and what you can't pick up, they've been limited to what they can actually do, private versus public 
uh, purchases. And CF Industries was informed by Union Pacific with no advance notice. And this was in April of this year. They were told, particularly with nitrogen fertilizer, uh, you're not going to be able to ship a lot of this stuff. And what's interesting is it's because of the shortage of nitrogen and natural gas, which is due to the fact that we have a dramatic curtailment of energy supplies by the U.S. government. And there's an old saying in Washington, you can only do just one thing. You may think you're just restricting greenhouse gases, but what you're doing is wiping out a lot of American industry because if they can't get natural gas, guess what? You can't make fertilizer. All right. Well, I I have a different theory. to uh, provide electricity for your home. Well, so fertilizer goes down. It also, what goes down is pesticides, insecticides, and the whole basis for agriculture production in America. And you not only drive the price up, but you drive out some of your competitors, but you really harm America's civil society because we've had a very blessed history of paying very little comparatively of our take-home income for food. We're going to take a quick break. Hold that thought because I want to come back and I want to talk about follow the money because I think there's more to that and we're going to unearth it here. Everybody, you're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen. And so Peter and I are... We, I love having him in studio because we're able to have that eye contact. It makes it a little easier. So apologize for some of the talk over. But, Peter, I want to go back to this notion that CF Industries is owned now by Mosaic. Mosaic's primary investors are the likes of Vanguard, BlackRock, and so yes. forth. Yes. Then there's also CNN is in the mix of these companies that have a relationship. And one of the things I think we need to really – start dealing with as policy is you can't have a company that creates a company that has a company that has this is what dominion has done all these shell companies so you lose track of who's responsible but when you follow the money you track it back to mosaic cnn deep state and guess who has a bunch of money in the deep state media soros in 30 different media companies but these people are entrenched in the very system that's going to take us down. So I want to know, how on earth do we take control of, really unseat, if you will, the power of these companies over us because we don't even know who these people are. They live in the shadows and under rocks like cockroaches. I'm done. You know what we call cockroaches in Sweden? They're called kakalaka. They live like kakalaka. You there, Peter? I'm here, dear. All right. So can you help us understand the influence of money on the food well, supply? Well, the profits are, then that doesn't necessarily mean it's best interest in the United States, particularly when people managing the money are in bed with our friends in Communist Party of China. I mean, China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, Syria, Cuba, these are all criminal enterprises masquerading as countries. And criminal enterprises like the mob, like the mafia, have their interests, and their interests don't coincide with what our 
are, are, are good for America. I mean, that's just the facts of life. And that's a very different than investing in, like, from Britain or France, is that the government is at least to some degree accountable to its people. These countries are not. And they are criminal enterprises. That, that's beyond any question. Well, here's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about those criminal enterprises. So you don't even have to go into any kind of, well, there's a deal between this guy and this guy and this guy. These are very – these are people that do not have the interest of the American people anywhere on their flowchart, okay, or in their business decisions. And therefore, do you want arbitrary decisions made about your future and your children made by people who just don't give a crap? And my view is the transparency that's not there, especially with Chinese-owned companies, they don't reveal – even by law they're meant to. They don't. And as I've told you – Wall Street doesn't get it. The SEC does not enforce these rules about a mutual fund that has 10 Chinese companies in it. We don't know who those companies are. Now, the law requires any mutual fund that has American companies to reveal who they are, who owns them, and so forth. China doesn't even follow the law, and BlackRock and their other boys and girls just stiff us. Okay? They say, oh, if you did that, we'd have a loss of investment confidence or, you know, money would be pulled out because people wouldn't like what's in the mutual fund. That's true. But the question is that shouldn't eliminate the requirement that we know who we're investing with. So you're right. And even if it is basically, uh, Jennifer, profits just rule everything. And it's not like you can't make money doing other things, but. These people, the BlackRock in particular, he doesn't care. He thinks it's great we're investing with China. All right, let me read something. And then Mosaic, by the way, Mosaic uh, bought uh, CF back in 2013. Mosaic is a huge mining conglomerate based in Florida. And they're global. And, and who owns okay. them primarily is BlackRock, Vanguard. Uh, well, they must be held in their um, portfolios. Who are the yes. investors, the primary individuals? And I, do you know? Well, for example, CalPERS, the California uh, personnel, which invest in all the state employees and, and the schools. They're one of the, they're the biggest uh, pension fund in the world. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, Peter, if you can hang on, when we come back, we're going to talk about the destruction of facilities, and I've got a shocking list of things that have happened that we're going to go over. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now, and Flamingo Pool Supply. Jay Carswell, thank you for your support, and it's a great supply company. We get all our things there. And also, Dianovich and Associates. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me... Peter Husey on the phone. And Peter, I just really want to thank you again for making yourself available. I want to read something that I think is shocking, and then I'll let you go, and we'll we'll continue at the ramifications of elections, okay? This is a, an article on uh, 426.22. So this goes back a little ways, a couple months almost. Back then they were saying there's been 
Over the past month alone, it has been confirmed that over a dozen disabling accidents at food destruction and processing plants, some 18 in total since the string of accidents began. Now, we covered this back in April. It was happening all over the place. As of recent numbers, it's up to almost 100 based on somebody who just reported it within the last couple of days. So the Taylor Farm Facility, uh, the top Oregon-based Azure Standards was was hit. They do all the liquid products like honey, oil, and vinegar. Uh, there's another one that was the potatoes in Oregon have been hit. And we are already in a potato shortage. So it's driving the costs of the food for people. People are already on the edge you know, when you look at the working poor, they are struggling to make ends meet. And often, you know, one bad car accident or car repair or medical bill away from bankruptcy. So what do we do, Peter, to get this back in control and have the people owning our own destiny rather than subjected to outside influences and and outside countries to take us down? Well, I've I've looked at some of these issues and it is Weird that a, one you had an instructor, a, a, someone learning to be an instructor, and then there was a student pilot. Those two planes did crash into food processing plants in a relatively short period of time. And it was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? There are 36,000 food processing plants in America. And the reason people are paying attention to these accidents and fires, because we never paid any attention to them before, is because food prices are up a minimum of 8.8% this last year. I think they're up higher, but that's the official Bureau of Labor Statistics. On top of which, you have an 800,000-barrel-a-day refinery was producing diesel. And because of the driving season in the summer considered big, they switched that plant completely over to ethanol in order to have it available because it's required by law to blend the stuff into gasoline. Well, when you take that amount of diesel off the ground, guess what happens? You have a huge increase in trucking costs, and that in turn reduces the ability of trucks to deliver what? Food. So, and then you have... Let's get back to the food supply distribution companies. They're they're burning up. What's going on? No, no, no. I've looked at the numbers because we talked about this a number of weeks ago. I looked at all the facilities and... It's it's about a 10% increase from the previous years, but it's not. It's very common for some reason. Food processing plants they do have a lot of fires, but I, I talked to a number of the company people and they put the fires out. And didn't have any arson. The the issue you're raising though is important, and that is food security. We've never had to worry about that. We've always said that eh, food. You go to the farm, get the food, slam dunk, because America's had this abundance. But what we have now is a very tough problem of supply and the food chain and the diesel fuel and trucks and the Chinese buying a lot of farmland. And now we have, uh, because of this crazy, huge increase in energy prices, reduction in trucking and transportation and railroads, we can't get stuff from A to Z. I mean, you not only have shortages of baby formula because they shut down a plant because of health issues and then didn't figure out how to reopen it or allow foreign products to come in. And they have crazy all sorts of things that women, feminine products, you know that about that. Everything's short. Why? Because we have incompetency plus, to be honest with you, some stupidity in the government about trying to shut things down and then not thinking it's going to have a huge impact on our our economy. Well, you can't go to war against fossil fuel 
which is the key ingredient in food, and not have a huge impact on the food supply, on top of which the Chinese are messing around with our, buying our agriculture land. I, I want to thank you for bringing this to our attention. We're, we're starting to connect the dots, and this is a complex issue that it's going to take some time to sort out. So we're not going to get it all handled on this show, but I really appreciate you bringing the China perspective and how they've really taken a tremendous influence on our food supply and and yeah. uh, resources. So too, thank you, Peter. I really appreciate it. We'll have you back again next week or in the next few weeks, I'm sure, because you bring such knowledge and experience to the conversation. God bless you. Have a great day. Take care. All right. Thanks.